Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hi, I'm A.J. Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. Oh, let me get this light. Ah, there we go. Go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com, EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Join my VIP program today. When you join my VIP program, you also get my movie course. Double, double, double extras. Red Pill English. It's for the Matrix. You learn how to understand the Matrix, the vocab from the movie, The Matrix. That's just a free extra bonus for VIP members. Of course, you get... VIP membership, all your regular lessons. Go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Become a VIP member now. Let me adjust this light. One second. Adjusting the light. Adjusting the light. Go into the light. Go into the light. Okay. All are welcome. Okay, there we go. All right, our topic today is uh, teaching reading, how to teach reading to children. I guess you could use this same method for adults, but uh, it's designed for children. And uh, it's using the technique of homemade books, which I mentioned in a previous show recently, but I'm going to talk a little more detail about how you use homemade books and why. Why do you use homemade books? Why should you make homemade books for your children. You can do this in your own language, teaching your uh, young children to read in your own language. And you can do it to teach your children English, right? So in a recent show, I mentioned using the just the basic cards with a very large print just to start teaching some words and maybe two word phrases. Well, of course, you don't want to just do that. That has that should only be very short time. You know, like about five, ten seconds. You review just like five words. You know, like little flashcards with uh, large words written on them, and that's just the the beginnings. Okay, but you know that's it's a little boring, which is why you only do it very, very short and very fast. But what you want to do is you want to quickly move to reading homemade books. You can continue doing the word flashcards a little bit if you like, uh, but use those words to create homemade books. That's where the children will become very, very interested when you are actually reading books together. And of course, there are a lot of commercial books, we'll call them, you know, books that you can buy uh, for children. There are, you know, what, hundreds of thousands of children's books out there for very, 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 very young to up to, you know, teenagers, right? They're all ranged for children and youth. Those are commercial books. And, you know, some of them are garbage and some of them are really nice. But, um, and it's fine to use those. There's no problem about your kids reading those books, you know, do- if they're young, maybe Dr. Seuss, like Green Eggs and Ham or things like that, or comic books, all of that's totally fine, okay? But homemade books have some extra benefits. So that, 
you don't need to eliminate commercial books. There's there's nothing wrong with commercial books, okay? You can use those just fine reading in for reading in your own language and teaching your child English. But the homemade books are something you also do in addition. And especially at the beginner levels, the homemade books are really, really, really good. I'll talk about what I'm going to do with my own babies. Actually, what I'm just starting to do. I'm making my first homemade book tonight for my babies. Okay, a quick hello to everyone who has joined live. Good to see you all. Sylvia, Dawood, nice to see you. Funda, good to see you. Just quick shout out to some of our regular folks. Ibrahim Ali, great to see you. Asma, nice to see you. Irina. And Amine, good to see you. Okay, just so a lot of, some many of our regulars. Ah, oh, Vladislav joined right, right at the beginning there. Okay, cool. Stamit, nice to see you too. It's not a normal time. I'm, uh, uh, it's a little, I'm very busy with my babies right now doing lots of stuff, some therapy stuff and all kinds of things I'm learning and taking a course about this. And so anyway, I'll just, when I have time, I'll do a show. <laughs> I can't, I have no idea when. Okay, let's talk about it. So homemade books. Why homemade books? What is a homemade book? Let's talk about why first. A homemade book is a book you write yourself. Okay. You write the book yourself for your children or your child. Now, you might think, oh my God, write a whole book. But, you know, it's very easy. So, let's talk about how we do it. But first, why? I'll tell you a minute how to do it. It's very, very simple. Okay? You're not writing a novel. <laughs> These are children's books and therefore children who are learning to read. So, it's going to be very, very simple. Anyone can do this. You can do this in English. Your English is already good enough. You can do this. So, why a homemade book? There homemade books are more interesting to children okay a commercial book let's just I'll, I'll use an example one of my favorite books to read to small children to my babies is called hop on pop hop on pop it's by dr seuss okay hop on pop hop on pop we love to hop on top of pop stop you shall not hop on pop, right? It's It rhymes, lots of rhyming and uh, really strange, funny pictures. And all of these, it's pretty simple. Cup, pup, pup on cup, pup, cup, pup in cup. You know, it's, it's, it's that kind of thing. Very easy, okay? So that's nice. It's kind of cute. It's kind of fun. Um, I can show the pictures especially. They're very interested in the pictures, my babies. However... However, on the other hand, the story has zero, zero, zero connection to their lives, to my children's lives, to my baby's lives, right? There's no connection at all, nothing, right? In fact, it's kind of weird. Well, on the one hand, Dr. Seuss is entertaining, right? Because it's strange. But on the other hand, uh, because it's strange, uh, it's it's there's no real connection to life, to real life at all. So this is a weak point, and this is a weak point of uh, a lot of commercial books. There's no connection, especially to a young child's life or a, or a baby's life. When you make a homemade book, however, you write a book about their life. You know, one of the main things you can you start with is you write about their life. So I'll give you an example. I'm going to write a book about for my babies. So one of the book titles will be Crawling, right? 
crawling and it'll just be about crawling and uh this will be very very closely connected to their lives right both my babies crawl around one baby's sort of working to practice to to be able to crawl better the other baby already can crawl so um this is something connected to them and i and here's something else i can do when i make these homemade books and you can is you can write about your own children you can write stories about them right so let's say you have a little baby named john so you could do a, a book a homemade book called john let's say john's very just learning english just learning language just learning to read so you use very small short sentences easy sentences john you know john likes i don't know john likes milk john drinks milk every day john is sleepy john is hungry john is happy the end okay you see what i mean it's like super zoop that would be super 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 beginner easy especially for a like a, a baby but here's what's interesting you make this book but it's about John it's about him and then you put pictures in the book and what pictures do you put in you put pictures of your own child you put pictures of baby John in this book so he's looking at a book you're reading of course you're reading it to him right he, he can't read yet so you're reading it out loud to him and he's looking at it and it's about him using his, his name it's about his life things he's doing every day and then you have pictures of him doing it you have maybe a picture of him drinking milk and a picture of him whatever right and so this becomes very 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 interesting to him it's about his actual life so you know the vocab the vocabulary the words are going to be very very useful to him these are words he needs these are you words that uh, you will use with him every day so it's, it's it's much better than dr seuss i like dr seuss but dr seuss is kind of crazy situations it's entertaining but it's but these homemade books are connected to their lives and so they will be much more motivated to read much more entertained because you can personalize personalize means you can make the stories about them so let's talk about how to do it john is sleepy right you know john is hungry um this is at the lowest level and of course as they get higher level their reading improves you can use longer sentences we'll talk about this in a second so let's talk about how first of all you'll use cards so you might say you know you teach them sleepy hungry milk john you know his own name is you know you teach these basic words using the cards like quick flash cards just a few seconds and you do that for many several days maybe you do that for a couple weeks then you make this homemade book now here's how you do the homemade book and by the way this all comes from a, a group called Doman international Doman international these are the, their ideas and i really love their ideas so i want to give credit to them Doman international check out their website domaninternational.com Doman, d-o-m-a-n 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 international.com all right, so number one, with beginners, you want to use large, large, large letters. So here's the rule. One sentence per page. Only one sentence per page. For a low-level learner, a very young child, the sentences will be super short, right? John is hungry. 
John is thirsty. <laughs> John is tired, right? John likes, I don't know, spaghetti, whatever it is, okay? But you're going to keep these very short and you're going to use the largest possible print. So it's going to be, you know, just one page, one sentence per page, very large letters. Uh, point number two, this is very important. Put the text and the pictures on different pages. Do not put them together. See, the Dolman uh, International, they make a great point that in a co with the most commercial books, the pictures and the words are all together on the same page, right? So, of course, what do the children usually focus on most? The pictures. The pictures are more colorful. The pictures are more interesting, more exciting. So their eyes will naturally focus on the pictures and not really on the text. They don't really notice the text. In the commercial books, the text is usually too small and the pictures are very colorful and large. So they naturally are looking much more at the pictures, not really noticing the text very much. So, what you do is you separate it. So, you have on one page, you know, there's just text and that's all they see. So, they first you read the text. They, there are no pictures. They cannot see the picture. You read the text. John is sleepy. And it's just text, only the words. So, now his eyes can only focus on the text. There's nothing else there. Then you turn the page and you have a picture of John looking sleepy. You know, take a picture of John when he's sleeping, right? And then you can point to the picture and say, oh, see, John is sleepy. This is John. He's sleepy. You're sl are you sleepy now? You know, you can talk to them about the picture and look at it and describe it. All that's good. Then you turn the page again. Next page is only text. No picture. John likes milk. Then you turn the page. Maybe you have a picture of milk. And there's no words. When, for the pictures, it's only pictures. If the page has a picture, no words, only pictures. So you say, ah, milk. This is the milk. See the milk? This is the milk. Right? And then that's all you do. So you have on, uh, on a page, it's only text or only a picture. But you separate the two so that their eyes really focus on those, that text when you're reading it. And so this is going to help them uh, notice and learn the words much better. And then, of course, you still have the pictures, but now they're just enjoying the picture. So what do you do? What, do you, what topics do you write about? Number one, you can write about, especially with young children, you write about, their, you write about them about your family and your family life. So you write about the food they like. You write about the activities you do. You write about your house or your apartment. Anything, right? And just take use your phone and take some photos as you do it. And those can be the photos for your book. So this all can be very, you can do it very cheaply. Very, very, very cheaply. And then just print it out. Print out the photos and print out the, the, the one sentence per page. And that's it. And then you just read these books. And like, you know, Kids like to read the same books many times. So create several of these books and then every night, you know, you read it to them or every day, you read these books to them. And maybe they have a favorite. You can They can choose the book they like. 
And just and then you just continue making more and more and more books about all different parts. You can talk about family members, anything in your life, foods, vegetables, activities, outdoors, animals, plants, on and on and on you can go. And they will quickly learn a lot of words of reading. So that's, we'll call that stage one, step one, the very low beginner level. Of course, they're going to get better. They're going to get better. So what happens? As they get more words, as they get better, you can make longer sentences, longer sentences on the page. Naturally, <laughs> naturally, if the sentences get longer, the text must get smaller, right? So it can fit on one page. Remember the rule, one sentence per page. So if the sentence gets longer, you naturally must make the text smaller, which is good. You're training them to get used to the smaller text, the smaller text. And you can begin to write longer sentences and more complicated topics. You can have... Um, you know, information topics. So you might write a book, you know, elephants, homemade book about elephants. Get on Wikipedia or get on uh, Infogalactic or check out a book from the library about elephants and just write, you know, there are two kinds of elephants, African and Asian. And then on the next page, you have a picture of an African and an Asian elephant. And then next page, you know, uh, African elephants have big ears. And then on the next page, an African elephant with the big ears, right? And so you can make information. So you're actually teaching them. They're actually learning about animals or plants or anything you want, history, whatever. And of course, gradually, the sentences get longer and longer and longer. And... The information maybe gets more and more and they will get better and better and better. And then finally, they can just read normal books and you, you won't need to do the homemade books anymore. But it's a great way to, to, to this way too, you know what words your child knows, right? So you can customize these books. You know what words they know. So you can make stories or books only using the words they know which is what you should do, right? If, if you buy a commercial book, if you just buy a book at a bookstore, there might be a lot of words they have no idea about, right? So that's it. Give it a try. Let's go. I'll go with some questions and comments now. Now you might, I, I don't know, it might be interesting. This probably would work with adults. You know, teaching an adult to read a foreign language. I think this would work for an adult too. Obviously, the topics for an adult would be uh, you know, more intellectual, right? A higher level intellectually. You wouldn't have to say, uh, you know, he is sleepy. <laughs> you could talk, the topics could be a little more complicated, but the sentences would still need to be very simple in the beginning. You know, the, the basic principles would be the same. You wouldn't need to use quite such a large text for adults either. But the basic idea of a custom, uh, custom books that uh, use simple vocab and short sentences and use uh, vocab that the student, that the learner mostly knows, uh, all that's really good. And you could that that all those things would also be useful for an adult, like for an English teacher teaching adults. You could do this, but uh, but certainly teaching your own children English, you can do this. 
And don't worry about teaching the phonics. Just teach the whole words. Just let them learn whole words. They can learn phonics later. Home teach books doing by myself. Yeah, you're well, this is for teaching someone else. You don't need to make a book for yourself if you can already read it. If you can already write a book, you can read it. So, not necessary. Hello from Andalusia, Spain. Hello, Maria. Hey, Carol, I'm a VIP member. Seldom join your show. Nice, Carol. Nice to see you. Thanks for joining. Yeah, like Funda said, my smallest child uh, was reading by four years old. Excellent. Yeah, definitely that's possible. And they can read in multiple languages too. So they can read in your language. They can read in English. Uh, all of this by age four, definitely. Okay. Yeah, right. Alexa Abernamane says, um, when I start showing items to my little brother, who's eight years old, and I name them, I notice he's listening to me intently. Yeah, exactly. That's and that's that's uh, that's just teaching the language, not necessarily reading. Is you can I, I'm doing this with my babies right now, so I just show them like. Uh, you know, I just, whoa, I hold up a ball and I say, ball, ball, and then I'll do, and then I, soon after that, first you teach the object, so you just teach ball, you show them a ball, so of course after a few days, they start to learn that, so next what you do, you can teach actions, so you say, touch the ball, touch the ball, and you do it, you do the action, touch the ball, so this is TPR, basically, it's called total physical response, and uh, they already know ball, so now they can kind of figure out, well, touch must be the action he's doing, right? So touch the ball, touch the ball. And I could say, grab the ball and very, in a very exaggerated way, grab it. Grab the ball, touch the ball, grab the ball, touch the ball, right? I'm gonna do bounce the ball, bounce the ball, bounce the ball. You can do lots of back, throw the ball, right? Catch the ball. You can do, you can teach a lot of actions and verbs then once you teach some objects and a point to the ball, right? Give me the ball. There, there are a lot of things you can do. Once, once you, first you teach some nouns, some basic uh, things in the environment of the child or the student. Even, this is also works for adults. And then you can then use those objects. Now they know the names of the objects. They know the words. They know that vocab. Now you can use that vocab to then teach actions, verbs, combining. And of course, you're actually, many times you're getting full phrases in there. Uh, they're actually learning some prepositions. They're actually learning some grammar in all of that with some of those commands. Touch the ball, point to the ball. With adults, you can do commands and have them respond. Uh, with kids, just demonstrate it usually, especially the young guys, right? And then, of course, later I could teach, uh, I don't have the other ball right now, but once they know ball, I can get two balls, one that's blue and one that's pink, right? So then I hold up this one, I say pink ball, and I hold up the other one, blue ball, red ball, right? So they will, again, they'll figure out They'll figure out that, well, ball, they're all balls. They're all the same. They know that word already. So what's the difference? The color. So they'll quickly figure out 
Red means red, blue means blue, right? The colors. So this is a way you can teach colors uh, quite quickly. Oh, executive protection. Yeah, I'm sorry about the Hobbit. Some of you asking about what happened this weekend is I got very busy doing some things uh, for, for my babies. And uh, so anyway, we missed the movie club and didn't have a book club. Also, hopefully next weekend we'll get back on both of those. Okay, Ozma says, um, should we do books in our own language or other languages we want to teach them? Both. Both. You can do this for your own language, teaching children your own language, of course, uh, any language. And you can also do this for a foreign language, such as English. So you can do both. And, you know, of course, they're going to learn vocab. The pictures will help, too. Pictures will help with the vocab and help them understand the sentences. Yeah, Anton with a good point. Homemade books are like homemade meals. We can control what's inside. This is another excellent point because, uh, you know, I kind of quickly mentioned that some commercial books are good and some are garbage. And by garbage, I mean there's a lot of political, um, weird social programming in in many children's books, especially uh, newer books, you know, ones that are come out now, uh, especially in the United States and other countries too, where they're trying to push uh, all kinds of stuff you might not like, okay? They're trying to uh, teach your kids things that you might not agree with morally, okay? So you have to be very careful with children's books. They're trying to put a lot of children's books, put that stuff in there okay and so you got to be careful however if you make your own book then of course you put in the book what you want right and you can teach them what you want to teach and the values that you want to teach not some book publisher or some stranger so indeed good point exactly right uh, Kaylan says, "Which what age is best for learning these uh, books or sentences? You can. My babies are less than a year old. I'm already starting with them, so any any age, you can start anytime." Oh, Funda, I forgot you had twins <laughs> also. Uh, I'm reading with my twins. My Saul's child uh, looked and listened to us. One day she could read herself age four. All right. So this is a good point. So if you have an older child and you're doing this, a younger child might just sit there and watch and just learn it. Even though you're not trying to teach the younger child, they, will, they can sometimes just learn it by watching the older ones. It's quite amazing. I've created a reading course that contains illustrations and words. Do you think it's not a good product for reading? Uh, it depends on age and I'm not sure what age you're teaching. You know, as, as this is, a, I'm talking about the very, very, very beginning levels as they get, uh, and especially for, and, and also young. Okay, so older kids, 
Uh, so I'm talking like babies, okay? Very young. Older kids can handle, they can focus on the text, okay? They see a picture, they focus on the text. It's not a big deal, right? So this is really for very, very young, uh, at a young age. Obviously, an adult, no, it's no problem to have text and pictures on the same page. Um, but I'm talking about babies here. So if, I don't know what age you're teaching, but you know, at a certain point, it's, it's not a problem anymore. Okay, so this really, uh, this is really important for babies, but as they get, I don't know, five, six, or seven years old, it's not, it's not a problem anymore. It's the same also with the size of the text. Okay, the text needs to be very, very large again for very young babies. But you know, by the time they're five or six years old, uh, it can get back down to normal size text. It's no problem. Yeah, like Sarah says, you have to choose the stories carefully because they they learn from that. True, but like I said, you can, in the beginning, you can just make stories about what you are already doing in your life, right? You can make a story about our family and say, oh, this is grandma, this is grandpa, this is your uncle. Um, you know, Uncle Bill is tall. Uh, uncle George has a beard, you know, whatever. Okay. You can you can write about you can write about any topic in your life that's already so that makes it pretty easy. You don't have to okay, don't think like you're not trying to write a big fiction story, okay? You're not trying to write like a commercial children's book. It doesn't need to be funny, it doesn't need to be clever, it does not need to rhyme, it does not need to be some super like you know, uh, uh, have a big, have a, a message in it, okay? It can just be about their life, their life, or your lives. And then it can just be basic information stuff, right? About bugs, about animals, about anything they're interested in or you're interested in. That, that's all. So that's, you know, it doesn't have to be, it's not, you're not trying to make art, okay? <laughs> if it's connected to them if it's personalized it's about them it's about your family it's about their life it's about something they're interested in they're going to be they're going to like it they're going to be interested in it okay it doesn't need to be art <laughs> yeah Vesalov says why not change your background music for I'm actually thinking about doing a new intro for Effortless English I've got to change all the photos on my website I have to do this every f several years uh, I just been too busy to do it I'll do it probably I don't know in the next year or so it's ah okay Nasser says how to make them read faster. Well, the key to this is, again, whole words, okay? So teach them just whole words. Don't even worry about the phonics, the sounds of each individual word, okay? You're going to teach them whole word flashcards, right? You're going to just show them very fast. Boom, 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 boom. One second per card. That's it. One second per word. One second, change it. One second, change it. One second, change it. One second, change it. Maybe do five or six. That's it. All right? And then, uh, you know... An hour later, do it again. A few hours later, do it again. That's enough. Three times a, in a day. Do that for a few days. Then they'll know those. And then 
start put add some new ones that's all you got to do and don't worry about teaching the sound of every single letter you don't need to do it you just teach the whole words the the phonics the sounds of the individual words they can learn later as they but uh, reading speed you know people who read fast really any native speakers you're just seeing whole words you're not trying to figure out the sound of every letter okay that's way too slow it doesn't work uh, we only use that as kind of a quick guide expect mostly using like the the first letter you know of the word to recognize it and uh, if it's a completely new word maybe we try to figure out the sounds to how to say it but uh, overall in terms of words you already know uh, you're just seeing it like a picture almost almost like a Japanese kanji right boom 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 and you're just reading it very fast How do you deal with children from different cultures? Not sure what you mean by that. What do you mean? <laughs> How, what do you mean deal with them? <laughs> you mean teach them? Doesn't just teach them? It, do, it doesn't matter. Culture is uh, irrelevant, really. It just, it's just it, language is language. Just doesn't matter if the child is from India or Mexico or Spain or whatever Russia. Th this, these ideas work. It's it's universal. So you don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Tanushka, I hope it, this topic is helpful to you. Excellent idea, Ilana. Ilana says, what do you think about homemade audiobooks for children? Yes, really great idea. I think it's fantastic, especially for the older ones. Like the little guys, you want to read to them yourself because uh, a lot of it is, you know, you together with them, looking at the book together. All that's very important. But, um, for older kids, as they become more independent, right, as they become more independent readers, more independent learners, then an audiobook could be fantastic for them because then they can play that audiobook and read along with their eyes in the homemade book when you're not around or when you're busy, right? Or just when they, whenever they want to do it. Uh, so it's a really cool idea. Try it. I remember I had a audiobook a record of the hobbit when i was a kid it was not the whole book okay it was just like one record front and back so obviously that's not enough for a whole book it was just sort of some of the highlights and uh i loved it i played that thing many 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 times and it had a little book with drawings in it it was really great i loved it so good idea Yeah, Abraham Ali says, the only problem with cards is kids are curious to touch them. They might smash them. Oh, they will. They'll grab them and bend them and it doesn't matter, right? Just buy, just don't, just buy cheap blank cards, make them yourself. After about five days, you're going to get, you're going to get rid of them anyway, okay? Because you don't want to keep drilling the same thing 
endlessly. It's boring. So after you, they've, you've like had one set of cards, you know, five or six cards uh, for about five days, get rid of them, and then you start adding new cards. Every day you can start adding some new cards and getting rid of old ones. So the old ones, you know, you retire or you get rid of them, and then you're adding in new ones constantly. So there's a constant change of the cards. And again, you only do this for short, short, short time, okay? It should not be boring. It's not like they're, you're drilling them like an adult for a long period of time. Nothing like that. It's just a quick little extra thing. And uh, the main point is you're trying to get them to read the homemade books or read it with you. You're reading to them, really. Um, that's where all the fun is, right? Just flashcards are just a quick little thing to help. They're not the main thing. Uh, photos and videos are very good. Illustration of something, how to combine this with the no screens rule. It's up to you. You can be flexible if you want to be flexible about the, uh, you know, if you're going to do photos and videos, I would say, again, control it. So get an iPad and, uh, you know, have a, have a password for your Wi-Fi and turn off the Wi-Fi. Right? Turn off the Wi-Fi or disconnect the Wi-Fi when uh, you're not in control. So they can't log on and do and get on the internet. So then you only put on that iPad what you want on there. So you could use photos from, you know, to describe, to show things and talk about. Or you could even put ebooks on there if you want to. But you, you gotta, there are, there are apps and things. I don't know specifically, but um, be very... Videos be very careful about. I would not use commercial videos. On the other hand, you could make homemade videos. Homemade videos would be okay. But um, don't use commercial videos. There's too much bullshit programming in that stuff. It's just impossible to avoid. Uh, so I would just avoid it. Uh, on the other hand, like what you can do, like what I'm going to do for the homemade books is I'm going to print everything out. It's all going to be paper. I like paper better. Um, does it waste a little paper? Yes. Oh, well. Um, so, you know, I'll take the photos. I'll just do it on a word processor. So I just make the text in the next page. I'll just drop a photo on there. Right. And then I'll take it and I'll print it out somewhere. And then I've got my book and it's all it's still using photos. But. Um, not on a screen. You know, like I said, the screens rule is really more about media. Okay? It's it's not so much the actual screen. Right? So I've got an iPad here. Uh, so it's not, it's it just, just the fact that it's a screen. It's, yes, you have to be very careful. But what the problem is, is, is that the media, right? The apps, the videos, the games, all this stuff made by someone else, they're putting a bunch of garbage in there, usually. Okay? Even if it's just a bunch of nonsense to distract your child, it's not good for them. Um, you know, j on the other hand, if you control it very carefully, where you just have ebooks sometimes you just want to use some ebooks for reading if you put some photos on there that you want on there to use to show them and talk about okay it's not that's not so bad if you're it's 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 not really the screen it's the media <laughs> that comes through the screen that's the problem and uh video and and you know the this 
that kind of media tends to be the worst. But as I said, you still have to be careful because even the paper books, the children's paper books, there's a lot of crap in those, okay? Not all of them, but there are, you know, I've seen many. I, I, I've looked through children's books. You know, I go to the children's area in a bookstore and I'll read through the books and there's a lot of stuff they're pushing in there, okay? Mostly kind of Marxists, left wing, uh, some kind of weird sexual stuff. It's really not good, okay? So you got to be very careful, very careful. Uh, so it's not, and that's print, that's not a screen, okay? So be careful of any media made by someone else. This is why I like this homemade books. You make it, you decide. If you're a Christian, you put in Christian values. If you're a Muslim, if you're Sanatana Dharmi, whatever you are, whatever your beliefs or values are, your homemade books will, of course, follow those. You don't have to worry that somebody in Los Angeles created it to push their ideas on your child who's very young, who can't think clearly about it, right? So that's the thing. You got to be careful of media, really. Screens are probably the worst, the most dangerous, uh, but all media you have to be careful about. Hey, Jamila, good to see you. Glad you could join. Ah, uh, how to mo motivate them to start speaking. Don't, don't, okay, here, this is a good point. So with the homemade books, do not, do not, do not, do not, not, not push them to speak. Okay, do not push them to read the book themselves. Okay, you read it to them and uh, you make more books and you read to them and you read to them and eventually as they get better they will begin to pull out books themselves and just read them themselves without you needing to or and maybe at some point they might want to read it themselves they might say i want to do it and then read it out so out to you because they know it already and maybe maybe they're not even reading maybe they've almost just memorized it which is fine okay but the point is you have to let them do it so don't work motivate them to speak don't don't worry about it. It will come. Okay? The speaking will come when it comes. There's no pressure at all. Okay? You just want to just input, input, input. Okay? You just want to get them reading, 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 reading to them as much as you can. And, of course, speaking to them as much as you can. And enjoying it and just let them have no pressure at all to speak. No pressure to read out loud. None of that. Okay? Let it happen. It will happen. Okay, you have to just have faith. It happens. So just relax. Yeah, like, you know, like Sarah says, my daughter, 10 years old, won't sleep uh, at night without listening to one story from her father. Right? You create it, it becomes a habit, a ritual, which they will love. They will, they will learn to love it. It's a time of connection between parent and child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like Anton's following up, what about homemade videos? Great idea. Why not? Yeah. Like I said, just control it yourself. 
Okay, gotta ban somebody. Yikes. Crikey. One second, guys. Okay. Couple more and then I gotta go, cause I gotta go do some stuff with my babies. Yeah, right. Now, Cleefing makes a very good point. I notice my kid likes me to tell him a story. Sometimes I create one from my mind. Nice. Uh, he's so excited and attracted by the tone of my voice and my gestures. Yes, you know, there's kind of an art to storytelling. So, so much of it is how you do it. Like in many things in life, how you do it is important. So, if you just read in a boring way, John is sleepy, John is hungry, John, good night. You know, that's boring. Of course, they're not attracted to that. But if you make it exciting and when the, and if, with the homemade books, if you're showing a picture, get excited. Talk about the picture. So, maybe you say, John is sleepy. You read that. Turn the page. There's a picture of John looking sleepy. And you say, oh, who's this? It's John. He looks sleepy, doesn't he? Yeah, look at his eyes. Oh, John is sleepy. John looks very sleepy. Sometimes John becomes very sleepy. And then what? And then you turn the page. So, right, it's, it's so much about this. And the same with talking to your child in your language or in English and telling stories like Cleefy said. All of this is great. And it's just using that excited tone of voice, using your gestures, right? using your face. Like if you're telling them a story if, or if you're reading them a story, uh, you know, be, change your voice, change your character. Like maybe like you're telling them a story about The Hobbit, right? You can say there's Bilbo Baggins, little Bilbo Baggins, and then Gandalf, Gandalf the Grey, right? And you could change your voice and stand up tall and, and you know, Gollum, my precious, whatever. Um, have fun with it. Have fun with it. They love it, right? They love that. And it becomes much more exciting to them when you act it out a little bit and just have a good time with it and put some energy in, put some enthusiasm in your reading and in your speaking. Yeah, like Andrea, and I'm just learning this myself, Andrea. When my sons were babies, I taught them different things. It was amazing. They were capable at age two. They can recognize some words and could different letters and numbers. It really, I know, I'm just learning this myself that uh, how, like their brains are wide open, you know. They, they are better learners than we are as adults, by far. <laughs> so use that time, those first six years, you know, the first seven years, something like that. They are, they can just learn so fast and so much. And by the way, you might notice that this, this, this idea kind of fits with the, the mini story idea, right? Which, uh, of course, uh, I use with adults, with you. Which is, again, the mini stories. I try to make them a little weird, a little strange, or something. Um, it's, it's a very similar idea to that, right? And just, but doing it with writing. So just have a good time. Don't, just, don't need to be serious about it, honestly. In fact, you shouldn't be too serious about it. With kids, just make it fun. Make it fun. Have fun. Yeah, like Asma says, I like to use Aesop's fables. Perfect idea. And you could see, you could make... So Aesop is a little challenging, right? We've done some Aesop's fables. We'll do more. Uh, the vocab in my translation is a bit 
tough, some of it, but you could make an easy version of that. If your kids like those stories or those kinds of stories, or you like them, you want to teach them, you could make a homemade book and do the story of the fox and the grapes, but use only very, very simple vocab, very short sentences. Right, and you could still have photos. You could find online, I'm sure, uh, photos from of that story. Right, so you could make your own version of the fox and the grapes, or whatever, any of those stories, and make it very simple. Or like the grasshopper and the ants. Right, that's so a great idea. But you make a simple version if your kids are very young or lower level. Uh oh, looks like I gotta get going. Yeah, like Mariana says, uh, when I was a kid, I loved to hear scary stories my grandmother told me, just invented from her mind. That was great. Yeah, exactly. You can do that. You can just, you can um, just make up fun stories, you know? Just, it doesn't matter. They don't have to be, we don't have to use these commercial things made by someone else. Just make things up yourself. That they they don't have to be great, you know. The kids will love them. Yeah, like Abbott says, homemade muscle, homemade food, now homemade books. Indeed. Homemade everything. <laughs> uh, it's a hard one. Uh, Yeah, like Olga says, this is the danger of screens. I see parents sometimes give their two-year-old daughter a phone instead of a book or a toy. I feel so sad about this. It's ridiculous. Right. This is the bad use of these screens where they're just used as a distraction. It's not good. Brahim says, uh, I will change my city. I guess moving. Um, changing environment. Teach. It will affect my children. Teachers and friends affect them strongly. Uh, what advice for me? Well, if you homeschool them, it's easier. <laughs> I went. I had that kind of childhood. We moved constantly. It sucked as a kid. It was terrible. Um, but uh, if you homeschool, it's not quite as bad. Dalal says rhyming words helpful in a are helpful in a story there for memory. Yeah, exactly. That's why Dr. Seuss does it. But my point is you don't have to do it, okay? If you want to make your story rhyme sometimes, that's fine. But you don't have to. Don't feel any pressure. You don't, it's not necessary. Okay, time for me to go. I got to go take care of some babies. Yeah, Homemade Everything would be a good title of a book. I agree. Okay. Yeah. 
I saw one from one second. Uh, yeah, okay, Paulika says, I used to use old Disney tales. You can also, again, you can, you can even take something commercial and create your own version of it, right? Or I'll give you another example. You could take something uh, like, this is higher level, right? As your children, as your child, their reading's getting better, they're getting better, right? But they're not really good yet. You could start to, you could create some homemade books uh, about some, like a version of some literature. Like for example, like the Iliad, okay? The Iliad, obviously, the, the real Iliad is way too advanced, okay? In, tra- in any translation, it's going to be too advanced uh, for a beginner learner, a beginner reader. But you could make uh, like a really short homemade book about the Iliad. You could just be, it could just be about Achilles, right? There was a great warrior. His name was Achilles, right? Achilles was Greek. Achilles, uh, you know, blah, 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 on and on. He, the Greek army attacked Troy, <laughs> right? You could make something very simple. If they're, as their level gets higher, you could make another version of the Iliad, a uh, homemade book, but a little more complicated, a little more detailed, preparing them. And then finally, you could find a, a commercial, a published children's version of the Iliad, which is still easier than the original. And then finally, as they get older, they can finally eventually read the original, or at least the translation. If you really want to, you know, if you're really going for advanced, teach them Greek. But uh, but at least they can read, you know, the original in a full translation, eventually. But you work up to it. So when they finally get to the original, they already know the characters, they already know the basic story, they already know the basic events, right, from earlier versions that you made in a homemade book. Uh, so this kind of they're going deeper and deeper and deeper into a story. You could do that with a, a movie like Star Wars, right? They can't. Your child's learning English. They can't understand the original Star Wars and Obi Wan and Luke Skywalker. It's too complicated. So you make a, a homemade book, just telling the story or a little pe- a part of the story, right? And then make another book later telling another part of the story. And you can make a whole series of them about your own little version, your simple easy version of the Star Wars story, right? And then maybe as they as the vocab gets better and they learn more, right, you can make everything a little more complicated, a little more detailed, and you're building them up. You might even watch the movie and try to write down some vocab from the movie and teach that to them and use that in your homemade books, but only a little bit, so it's not too hard. And you're kind of gradually, right, stepping them up, stepping them up, preparing them until one day they can actually understand that entire movie or uh, an entire book or some entire story, right? All right, guys. Time for me to go. Should we make a version of War and Peace by Tolstoy? Why not? I'm not sure if you may be joking or not, but yeah, you could. Absolutely, you could. Now, it's a huge book, so uh, you probably have to make a series of them, right? You might take a little piece of it and make a little homemade book. And of course, it's the child's age really depends, right? So that there are a lot of adult, it's, it's kind of an adult book with adult themes, adult ideas. So can a four-year-old understand that? Maybe not. Maybe you only focus on some of the big events in the book, 
right? Better, more like an action story or something. Um, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the details of War and Peace. But, um, you know, some things obviously would be very hard. But let's say, okay, I'll give you an example that I know well, which is uh, Walden by Thoreau. Now, that's a very philosophical book, Walden. It's definitely for adults. Could a six-year-old understand it? No, not really. So what would I, but could I make a homemade book about it? Yeah, I would just talk about the events. There was a guy named Thoreau. He went, he, he was tired of the city. He went to the woods. He made his own house next, you know, he lived next to Walden Pond. He, he grew his own food, right? Blah, blah, blah. He was very happy, right? I could make a very, very simple child version of that story. Am I talking about all the philosophy in the book? Of course not. They're not ready for that. But I at least introduce this person, Thoreau. I introduce these basic points from his life, and which is also in, are in the book. So when they do become older, they can under, able to understand some of the bigger ideas in the book. Well, maybe I'd make another version of it. Now putting a little bit of the philosophy in there until finally building them up to a point maybe then they could read a graded reader version, right? This would be commercial, but that somebody made a simplified version of Walden, but that has a lot more of the adult level ideas in it, just with the easier vocab. And then finally one day, hopefully they read the whole book. Right. That's how I would do it. But for a small child, of course not. I can't. You're not going to talk about Thoreau's theories of government and and, <laughs> and philosophy and religion. Of course not. OK. Um, so you just have to target it to the right language level. And you also have to target these books to the right, you know, the age level, the intellectual development Okay, guys, lots of love to you. I got to get going. I got babies in there crying who are hungry, who want to play. So, see you next time. Bye for now. And, of course, EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Join my VIP program.